Welcome to SVCC and me. I'm your host, Kaylee Bowman. This is week two of official shows happening. I'm pretty excited that I've had enough guests to fill in this much time, but I'm very grateful. We're really excited about the new happenings at SVCC, and this podcast is definitely a blessing, and so are my guests. So today, I have two amazing women who I admire so much, both of them. I have Pastor Rocky's wife, Ginny, and Mackenzie Roba. So it's lovely to have you ladies here. How are you doing? We're doing great. It's great to be here. That's yeah, good. we're excited to be here. How do you feel being behind a mic? I'm not sure I like it, but I'm here. <laughs> yes. Well, good. Well, I brought these ladies on today to talk about discipleship and relationship. Last week, we talked about life groups and where our church is headed in that direction of just wanting to become more like first century church. And one of the things that I see in the first century church is how much they valued relationship, how important it was to them. And I think that's something that lately we're lacking in the world. People kind of avoid relationship, but your friendship and relationship just reflects that to me so much that you guys value that. And so I wanted to talk to you today just about a few aspects of your relationship. And yeah, so could you just tell us kind of how you met? Well, it's interesting story. So I had originally started a CrossFit um, workout in my garage for moms because I, as a young mom, when I had four young children, I didn't have time to work out. I didn't have time to do anything for myself. And so I thought if I do something, I can help moms in the area. I didn't charge anything. I just said, come and work out. Um, and so we're working out in the gym one day in my garage. And this young girl pulls in in her car <laughs> and she says, is this where we're doing CrossFit? And I said, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And she was like, well, I heard about it and I'd really like to try it. And I'm like, okay, well, come and join us. And so that was the very beginning of our relationship. Yeah, she started out as um, my coach in fitness and made me suffer, except I kept coming back. I'm not really sure why. Um, but just the camaraderie there, there were a bunch of moms. Um, we would bring our kids and like literally have like infant carries. Any mom that knows this, like you don't remove your kids from the car seat unless you have to. That's like a law. It's yeah. a law, especially <laughs> yeah. if they're sleeping. So we had like Kindles with babies that couldn't even operate them. We had animal crackers, Cheez-Its, and we would be like doing burpees, like chucking <laughs> Cheez-Its at the kids. And then it like developed... Like after a year, these kids could move, and I'm like, "Oh no, next level! Yeah. What are we gonna do now? <laughs> we got a we got a gate. We got we a gate which they broke the through. <laughs> like, and then Ginny's like, now she can't even work out anymore. She's like the dictator. Oh no, trying to keep them locked in. But it was just such a blessing because in that time, you're pouring out so much to your children, mm -hmm. your husband. You're trying to serve in the church, and you feel so overwhelmed that even. Like working out and having your children right there, it's not even a release anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so any hobby you have, they're right there with you. Mm -hmm. So not only did Ginny help, but her family, her girls for free would take our kids inside. My son Clayton screamed his head off. I could hear him the entire time. But they just wanted to bless people. And so that's how our friendship started. That's really special. Now, did it just organically become more of a close relationship? You guys are very obviously really close friends. Like I would think you were sisters if I didn't know you personally, which is really special. Did that just happen organically over time from kind of having those 
funny moments of like your kids being so involved with each other? How did that happen? I, I think for, for me, it was just, you know, we nurtured that relationship. You know, my goal originally was to help women physically and emotionally get kind of their free time to do, to take care of themselves so that they could be better moms. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that verse in Titus two, three, and four, where it talks about women nurturing spiritually and teaching younger women. And I think that was the point where kind of the spirit said to me, well, here's a way that you can bless them physically, but you're also going to be able to bless them and nurture them spiritually. Yeah. And I think for me, that's where the mentorship started to kick in that really had meaning. It was, you know, the physical part's going to die and go away, mm -hmm. but that spiritual part is really going to grow. And I think when Mackenzie and I started, um, you know, discussing family things. And we started talking about issues with our husbands. And I think originally Mackenzie was like, here's this older person who's been married for a long time and her kids are teenagers. Here's an opportunity for me to be able to ask questions. And as we developed that relationship, we just became, I just think organically super comfortable with each other and trusting. Mm -hmm. And I think I feel, and Mackenzie, I won't speak for you. You can speak to that, but I feel as though I can go to her, uh, and we have we have another friend that's super super the yeah. same, super close, mm -hmm. and um, Jen, and we can go to each other with an issue or a problem, and we will give them spiritual. We will point them back to Jesus to mm -hmm. say, "This is the kind of wife we're called to be. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of mom we're called to be," and just encourage each other that way. Mm -hmm. Because I think if your friendship is based on God. Christ-centered guidance and and listening to the Holy Spirit, it, you're gonna be close mm -hmm. because that's what how God designed it to be. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's how I don't know is that how yeah. you feel? <clears throat> I think originally um, I saw Ginny as like a wise woman. A lot of my friends at that point when I met her, I was 27, I think. I had just had my second son, um, and. My friends were all in the same stage of life. Yeah. And so when we got together, it was like a complain fest. It was like, I didn't sleep last night. And my husband, you know, he doesn't see what I need to do. And so mm. we were just feeding this negativity, even though we were all believers. Right. And so when I would make these comments that I was used to making as I'm working out, Ginny validated them, mm -hmm. but she pointed me to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it was different. And I was drawn to that. Yeah. That like seasoning, you know, when she talked to me, she spoke in love, but like it was seasoned with some salt in there. Mm -hmm. And I found myself like wanting to talk about the Lord more. Mm -hmm. And I really, I was a believer at 18, but this friendship really kind of catapulted me into like getting deeper. She would invite me into Bible studies, invite me to things at church. I was already going to a church, but there was just this desire because I saw her living out what she was telling me. Mm -hmm. And I really admired it, and I saw the future, like, this is what I want my family to be like. This is how I want my family to operate, right. and what I'm doing now isn't doing that. Mm -hmm. So from what all you've said so far, it sounds like you guys have gotten to experience the real joy and freedom that comes in a true Christian friendship, mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I long for, I think it's something that everybody longs for, especially for women, because most of our life and a lot of our identity can come when we do become mothers or wives. Um, we place a lot of ourselves into that. So having a friendship that allows you to feel free to actually be 
just a human being is really nice. Um, Ginny, do you want to talk a little bit about the mentorship position? You kind of mentioned it earlier, but what does that look like for you when it comes to being a good supportive friend and not being, I don't mean for it to come out like this, but like from like a mothering position, what Mm -hmm. does it look like to be a friend rather than a mother? I I think that's a really tight line. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that as a, as an older woman in the church, which I am now, um, I have to be very careful with, um, allowing the Holy Spirit to point out places where I can mentor mm. and places where I have to stop myself from inserting myself fleshly. You know, um, with a friendship with Mackenzie and I, and even with with Jen, um, Jen's a little bit older than Mackenzie. She's kind of in the middle. So she's like a younger sister to me, whereas Mackenzie could actually be my daughter. <laughs> and we were just talking about this a little bit ago as I, I just kind of realize that I don't have any friends my age. Mm -hmm. Like most of my friends are younger than me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if it's because I have, you know, 20 something daughters and a son that I feel like I'm comfortable. You mean your daughters are 20 years old. You don't have 20 of them. Yes. They're they're in their twenties, 20 something, 20 something daughters. Um, But I'm super comfortable with that age group. And I feel like, um, the difference between the friendship is I can go to Mackenzie or Jen and I can share my struggles and yeah. I can share um, the things that I'm dealing with and they can speak life into me. Mm-hmm. Whereas with with my daughters and, and as a mother, it's difficult to do that because you're in a position where um, you feel, and this may be... Um, fleshly that we, we we won't humble ourselves to do that with our children, but you have to learn how to be able to share some of your struggles with your children in a positive way mm-hmm. to teach them what you've gone through, to give them experience, to say, this may be coming down the pike for you. Yeah. This is what I've experienced. Um, but as far as women in the church, I have in the past had a fleshly desire to mentor yeah. where, uh, and I've been given permission to do that by some of the younger women in the church. And it becomes a point where I feel like I have a say mm-hmm. in the way that they mother or w- the way that they are a wife to their um, husband or the service that they do in the church because I've taken on that role and, and they've accepted me as that mentor. But I think there's a lot of pride that comes with that. And we have to be very cautious mm-hmm. that we don't overstep our mm-hmm. bounds. Um, and so there's, So I think mentoring and friendship, um, I think you have to choose really whether you want to be a mentor or a friend. And I think there is mentoring both ways with Mm. with friendship. But I think as a mentor in the church, it's kind of a one-way thing. Yeah. um, Because you're really trying to project and help this person that you're mentoring. So I think think it's a fine line and you really have to rely on the Holy Spirit to guide you in who you want to mentor and who you want to uh, pour into Mm -hmm. um, and who fleshly you think you need to have a conversation with. That's good. I think it's, there's a big there's a there's a line and you have to follow it no that's definitely valuable did you have anything you wanted to add well I was just gonna say I think part of like mentoring because I mentor some younger Mm -hmm. women and like in our friendship organically we kind of mentor each other yeah I would definitely say Ginny is my mentor but that doesn't feel and even Jen is my mentor Mm -hmm. but that doesn't feel enough. Like you said, I feel more like sisters, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like we call each other ride or dies. Yeah. It's, it's very, very special, but I feel I'm someone 
who's very concerned about what people think of me and Mm. not wanting to hurt people's feelings. So I have lived a life of like uh, affirming people, but not like contradicting what they're saying out of fear. So I would say since I've met Ginny and a lot of the women at SVCC, I now recognize that I'm called to do that. Mm -hmm. That we're not called to just hold hands and skip through and be like, yeah, you're mad at your husband. Good. You should be, you know, (laughs) but stay in your marriage. Like that's not helpful at all. You know what I mean? Like to be like, yeah, you're right. Those feelings are right. But well, tough. Yeah. You know? Um, And so I feel like what a, a good mentor, you have to be in a place that you are fully focused on the Lord. You're going to stumble, Mm -hmm. but that your goal is to speak life to people and that you recognize it's not about you. Yeah. So when I talk to Ginny, I still, when I'm, when she's saying something and I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) Oh God, I'm going to have to say this. Like, is she going to hate me? Like I feel that way, but immediately I'm reminded of the truth, just like we are with God. You got to know what's true. I know what's true with Ginny. She Mm. loves me. We're dedicated to each other. Yeah. Our friendship is strong. And so I can speak to her truthfully and she'll receive it. Maybe not in the moment, but she receives it and she thinks about it and and it's okay. Yeah. And I think in the Bible, it's reflected a lot that God has a tendency to help uh, big leaders in the Bible remain humble by offering them a sweet friendship. Like they have these super tight friendships with somebody. And even like Moses and Aaron, there's always going to be a constant humbling because you you need each other. There's like a sweet reliance that's there. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. Um, one of the questions I, I wanted to ask you is what advice could you ladies offer for someone who desires a relationship like you have, like a tight sister-like relationship, but they're worried or fearful of judgment that might come. So they're not even ready to dip their toes into the friend pool. Like, what is that? How do you, what advice do you have? Well, I think if that's what you desire, that's what you pray for. Mm. You pray for God to send somebody um, in your path. And and for Mackenzie and even Jen, you know, that that just happened for me. I was blessed by it. Um, w- when I was in my previous church in Blanchard, you know, I had friends that had children my age. Yeah. And so we got together and that was kind of our survival. Uh, each of them had four children. I had four children. Um, and so we kind of, out of necessity, kind of got together and developed the friendship through raising children. Mm-hmm. And they were my age. Um, And so that kind of helped me through survival. And, you know, I, you know, think of my friend Raylene, she was the pastor's wife. And, you know, we met because we were new to the church and they had had us over for dinner. And then it started from there. But, um, you know, with with Jen and and Mackenzie, it just kind of happened. We we were involved in service. Like Jen and I were involved in children's ministry and youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of had to kind of get together and start developing a relationship because of that. Mm -hmm. But it was, again, it came out of service. We were both dedicated to the Lord and dedicated to the service and devoted. And then our friendship grew from there. Um, And so I think you pray for that and you, you, 
I think you seek people who have strengths that you don't have. You know, Mackenzie and Jen have different strengths than I have. Mm-hmm. I have different strengths than they have. And I think that's where you complement each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that we joke about is that, you know, she cares too much about what people think and I don't care enough. <laughs> you know, I need to care a little bit more <laughs> about what people think. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's a good balance. And, you know, to be able to pick up the phone, um, you know, we talk in Bible studies a lot about, we need to vent to the Lord. Mm. We don't need to vent to our friends. We don't need to share information that should not be shared that disparages someone's character or, you know, whatever you're going to share, you vent to the Lord. Right. Um, And I've picked up the phone and called Jen or Mackenzie and said, I need to tell you something. And they've responded with, is this something you should be telling me before you say it? Is it something you're going to regret saying to me? Mm -hmm. And usually I hang up and (laughs) I'm not (laughs) too happy about it, but you know, that's what we need. We're all human and we all, we will go to the flesh if we are not grounded in the word and in our faith. And we need support. We need fellowship. That's so good. That is super valuable advice. How about you? And what I want to add to that, I think you also have to know who you are in Christ mm-hmm. in order to have like a deep, meaningful, joyful relationship that honors God, whether that's like a spousal relationship or a friendship. Um, I had plenty of friendships when I was still, I mean, I've never arrived, you know, in my walk with Christ, but I was super <laughs> immature. Like Rocky always says, wearing a diaper, or walking around, you know, like feed me the information. That's where I was probably for a decade. Um, and when I would have friendships and they would, you know, two of my friends would go do something together immediately. I'd be like, they don't like me. See, now I do that now. I'm wearing a diaper. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do anymore. that. Oh, it's, but it's still there. You know, like yeah. it's still, it'll happen. Like her and Jen will go do something and there'll be this twinge of like, you get FOMO. Oh, what did I do? Yeah. You know? And then I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Just because you have little kids. Yeah. They're they're really wearing me down. (laughs) Hold me down. (laughs) Um, but I feel like without that, then there's so much flesh that gets involved. There's so much assumed hurt. Yeah. Like, Oh, she told me that you asked if I prayed about it first. Well, she's supposed to be my friend. Like you start just being so fleshly. Yeah. So you need to be constantly working on your own relationship with Christ and letting him bring to the surface things that he wants to refine in you. And those friendships, I feel like after the ones that come are just so much more joyful and deeper because of that. Um, There's times, I mean, when my mom, she was going through cancer and there were She's still going through cancer, but it was like a pivotal. We didn't know what was going on. And there was a lot of family issues. Like I showed up on Jenny's doorstep crying. I think it was like 11 o'clock at night. I couldn't even speak. Yeah. And I mean, they just took me in. They were probably trying to go to bed or whatever. But those are the kind of friendships that um, I didn't make that happen. God did. And so I think Jenny's right, like praying about it, but also working on your own walk beforehand Mm -hmm. to prepare yourself to be ready for a friendship like that. Right. And and just like God prepares, like I talk to my children about how God prepares your heart and and your spouse, your Mm -hmm. future spouse's heart. So the time that you're waiting for your spouse, he's preparing your spouse and he's preparing your heart. You Mm -hmm. need to be ready for that commitment. And I think, as Mackenzie said, if you are a, a 
Christ-centered and you're seeking the Lord first, he will supply those friendships Yeah, because he's preparing friends for you right now mm -hmm. that are going to be your ride or dies. That's and awesome. so you just know that and you, you wait for that. And honestly, in high school, I didn't have friends yeah. like that. And no. in college, I didn't have friends like that. It wasn't until, you know, my, my spiritual church friends that really I could trust. And that's, you know, one of the biggest biggest issues I have is trusting people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm a more critical eye and I think, um, I tend to trust less, uh, than the average person. And there's a piece that comes with trusting your spouse. And there's a piece that comes with trusting your friends and knowing that they are always going to be there for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are times when I don't, we don't see each other or talk for two, three weeks. She's on vacation. I'm on vacation. Same with Jen. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to call this person up. And it's like, we pick up right where we left off and yeah. nobody's offended. You know, we all have busy lives. And so I think that, that offense that comes from thinking of only you and your position, you have no idea what other people are going through. Right. You know, so that's good. When it comes to conflict, how do you guys deal with conflict in a relationship like this? How do you not just drop it and say it's broken? I'm done. Because I think the value that I have in Mackenzie and, you know, Jen, I think that the, I value them so much and that friendship so much that I can't fathom not having them in my life mm -hmm. because of, of the spiritual component and also the emotional component that we have. And so it's, it's worth fighting for a friendship like that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I think too, um, like when I mentioned before, if they were to go do something and I get this feeling of like, Oh, what if, what if they're mad at me or what? If, I mean, those thoughts come through my mind. We're human, right? Mm -hmm. If I were immediately to go to, ooh, sorry, to Ginny and say, like, I felt this way, that really, I should be going to the Lord first and saying, like, is this really something I should be talking about? And I've done that before. And the Lord has made it clear, like, no, this is your issue. This yeah. is your issue to work out with me. She doesn't need to be a part of it. Yeah. And so I work it out with the Lord and, and it's fine. Yeah. And then there's times when, we have to say to each other, like, you know, when you said that, like, it made me feel this way, like having an honest conversation. Mm. And again, I always, I've, it's been kind of a running theme lately, relating it back to the Lord. Like, we know the truth about God mm -hmm. because we know him. We read his word. That's how we know the truth. So when we get these intrusive thoughts, like, this doesn't feel good. He doesn't love me. He's abandoned me. All of these things. We go back to the truth of what we know. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in a, a relationship and a friendship where God is at the center. You know the other person. You don't make assumptions. Those are all ways to avoid conflict. Yeah. You don't make assumptions about what they said and what they meant by it. If it's really bothering you, you've prayed about it, and you feel like you need to talk about it, then you go to them and say, when you said this, I felt this way. Like, is that what you meant? And you give them the door to be like, no. Like I was busy, right? You know, there's times I get a message from her and she's like, are you mad at me? And I'm like, have I done something? What? Why? And she's like, I don't know. You just didn't respond. I'm like, okay, nope. I was just busy. And she's like, okay, that happens maybe twice in our entire, how long have we been friends? Eight I don't years? even know. How old's Clayton? Eight. So, so like eight, eight years. years. Um, but so that good. it's only happened that, you know, when she does it, I'm like, she's human, <laughs> you know, cause I'm constantly, I'll type it out and I'm like, no, 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 yeah, don't send it. Just work it out. Yeah. No, but that's cool. It's like what I talked about before, just that humbling that God provides us in these good relationships. It's mm -hmm. really neat. Um, I think something that's standing out to me, just getting to listen to you talk is 
that uh, when we were talking about discipleship and relationship in the beginning, that's something that kind of just happens on its own. The discipleship part happens when you have a relationship yeah. that's you're both focused on Christ. So the discipleship part just does it. It just happens. That's that's really neat. Do you have anything that you'd like to add? Well, I think the coolest thing for me is to see the the fruit. So so seeing fruit in your friends mm-hmm. and seeing um, blessing in your friend's life because of conversations you've had about the Lord and the Lord working through you, like seeing that the fruit in her life with with her marriage and her children and you know even with Jen, like when when God when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says this is what your friend needs to hear, mm-hmm. and you say it even if you think it might hurt their feelings at the time mm-hmm. or if it's a truth that might sting a little bit. Um, then you see the fruit and them working through that. It's such a blessing. Yeah. And I think we can, we can see it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, in a triangular way with Jen, but, um, the really cool thing too, is then I have daughters that see Mackenzie as a mentor yeah. and I have daughters that see Jen as a mentor. Yeah. And so there are times when I can't speak to my children mm-hmm. about things because I'm their mother and they don't always want to listen, but Jen can say it or Mackenzie can say it. And I've called them sometimes and said, Hey, can you just have a conversation? And they do. And it's been a really beautiful thing. And so God has just developed this, this tree of mentorship with Jen, Mackenzie and I with beyond. Uh, And I'm sure when McKenna and Clayton grow and get older, and I know even Josh has spoken with Clayton about things through via wrestling. So it's just been a wonderful God-centered, beautiful thing. Yeah, I would say our friendship isn't just us. It's like our families, and everyone has benefited from it. I've actually called her girls before and been like, I'm really struggling. I don't know how to speak life into McKenna because she's just at an age where like, I'm I'm mom and she's not getting it from me. They literally will like throw in the car, take her to Dunkin', treat her, <laughs> talk life into her, and she Aww. comes home completely different. And it's just such a blessing to have. Yeah. And I know... Like Dave would probably start paying Ginny if she didn't want to be my friend because he has benefited the most. <laughs> because honestly, like we joke, Dave, uh, he loves like buying things and reselling them and fixing them. And I'm not going to call him a hoarder. He just has hoarding tendencies. And I'm type A. I like things a certain way. And there's so many times like dumb stuff. I'm ready to like throw down and like be like, if you don't change this, like, I'm, I'm not out, but I want to be, you know, like, and Ginny is like, Hey, like he's, he's a good husband and a good father. Yeah. Like, so he likes to buy things and sell them. He's not putting you in the poorhouse. What's the issue? Mm. And like, it's convicting. I've yeah. come to terms with it that like I am controlling and that's the issue. The well, issue he did is get me I, a good umbrella. So he did I, get a good umbrella. I'm benefiting from that. <laughs> so just to kind of close this out here, top three things that you find valuable in friendship that you would recommend that other ladies look for? Fellowship, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to have the conversations and just have someone you can hang out with and do fun things with. Um, I think the mentorship piece is mm-hmm. important. And I think joy. I Aww. was going to say, that's one thing I wanted to mention is like, we laugh all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. And there's definitely serious moments where we have to talk, but like we spend time together. We go on vacations together. We like, 
we laugh and we have joy together, Mm -hmm. which is a huge piece. I think my number one is when looking for someone that you can really have a meaningful friendship with, discipleship, mentorship, is someone who's open and honest. Mm -hmm. Someone who's not like, I've arrived, or um, they have all the answers when you talk to them, but someone who's like open, like, I'm I'm not there, but like, let's do this together. Right. That's so good. Well, I thank you guys so much, ladies, for coming on today and just spending some time with me. I know our listeners are going to find this really valuable. And so I thank you again. And SVCC listeners, we love you and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.